Hello, everybody, and good night to everyone listening in live on Twitter Spaces and YouTube. We have a very exciting podcast tonight, episode 408. The regular season for Liga Mekis has ended, and we have our 10 finalists. Four of them will be competing for two spots in this new play-in that we have. We're going to be talking about the play-in itself and see if we agree with it, if we disagree with it. Uh, a little confusing for people that maybe have not seen this in other sports like the NBA. Um, I know the MLS also changed up their rules this season. Um, but, you know, looking at the 17 fixtures for the year, definitely a lot of question marks, a lot of heroes, a lot of villains. And uh, tonight we're going to be kind of breaking down uh, the teams that are in. So... Just hang on to your hats, folks. We're going to get started in just a bit. In the meantime, enjoy some cumbia. All right, all right, folks. I'm going to get into it. And as people start coming into the room, feel free to speak up to chat. Uh, I'm going to go over the table. After 17 matches, America in first place with 40 points. Rayados de Monterrey with 33 in second place. Tigres with 30 in third place, Pumas, after defeating Chivas the other day, uh, catapult themselves to fourth with 28 points. Chivas in that fifth spot. And Puebla, Super Camote Power in sixth place with 25 points. So for those who are, un, uh, are unfamiliar with this new rule this year, the top six get an automatic buy, so they will not be playing this weekend. Meanwhile, 7th place San Luis, 8th place Leon, Santos, and Mazatlan will have to compete for a play-in spot. Now, because San Luis and Leon finished 7th and 8th, respectively, in the table, the winner of that match will play against Rayados. The loser of that match still has a chance to qualify for Liguilla. They'll have to beat the winner of 9th place Santos and 10th place Mazatlan. So kind of a head scratcher there. I, I guess it's a single elimination match if you're in a ninth or 10th position. But if you are in the 7th or 8th position, you get the benefit of the doubts of finishing higher in the table and you get a second chance. And the winner of that match uh, will play the super leader America in that 8th spot. Uh, I have Abdias joining us tonight. Unfortunately, his team will not be in Ligia or in play-in. And uh, that, is a, that is a tough pill to swallow, man. Welcome, man. Welcome. It hurts, man. It hurts. But you know what? Luckily, this is my first time through it. It's happened. I always tell myself that it's... A restructuring year. Pero puta madre, wey. I'm like, I know que somos cementeros, pero cuando se va a secar, wey? Like, when are we actually going to enjoy this thing? Because it hasn't been working. And it, I, don't, I don't know what's going on now, apparently. Fucking El Conejo's getting kicked out. And oh. they're bringing in some other dude who's already said who the coach is going to be. And it's just a whole fucking mess. I am trying to go back to the last time 
Cruz Azul missed the playoffs. We're looking at 2019-2020 season apertura. Yep. You guys were in 12th position to not make the playoffs. That's the last time you guys missed out. Bro, and all right, but look at that season though. That season was such hot shit. Look at the what are the do you have it in front of you? Yes. What are the stats for that season? Uh hold on. Where'd it go? Because uh, I remember it. It was bad, dude. So that year, uh 2019, 2020 Apertura, Santos was in first place with uh 37 points, Leon with 33, Tigres, Querétaro, Necaxa, America, Morelia, and Rayados. Yeah. So there was uh, quite a few teams that missed out, uh, including yeah. And yeah. for Cruzul, was the what, what was the win loss ratio? Uh, sure five wins, fun. eight draws, five losses. Yeah, exactly. It just it wasn't working. And at a certain point, we were like the bottom of the table. And lo que pasó ese año fue que se calentaron los motores, and it was like, ay, güey, podíamos llegar a Liguilla. And it literally went to the last game of the season. And it was like, nope, we're not going to make it. And I was happy because I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm used to being in Sotano. Now we're just, we're climbing, we're, we're riding the wave. But this time, bro, it like, it never even took off. And it was the League's Cup. Mm. You know, everyone's been talking about how the teams didn't really carburate. Like it didn't really work. They really didn't aspirate properly. And it was just having issues throughout the whole way. And it's the whole League's Cup. Right? Like League's Cup took like Chivas. You fucking jerking yourselves off. Like you're Did you guys get past the group stage or no? Uh no, we did not. Yeah. We did not get off the group stage, but we also didn't keep a coach mm -hmm. past the group stage. So, like, I was fine because it was like, oh, we're going to be okay. You know, we can, like, I get it. You get a month off, but you get a month off of extra training. Your team is already set. You're like, you know, because your transfer window has closed. Like, everything's going to be good. And then they fire, they fire my main dude. All right. So they get him out. And I was like, well, what the fuck are we playing for? And then, El otro güey con el dicho, ¿verdad? Sacó las, las papas del, de la lumbre. And fucking kind of handled it, but didn't really do anything. So it's just... Uh, question. Did you watch the interview by Billy Alvarez? Uh-uh. Oh, my God, my dear good sir. Like, if you call yourself any type of periodista or anything like that, you have to watch that. It was... Um, David Feiterson uh. with Billy Alvarez. And, you know, the, the hard questions were asked of like, did did Billy sell out games? It's like, why would I do that? Do you understand how much money there is to be made in winning a game? And sponsorship deals and everything that comes with it. You don't make more money losing it, losing a game. They're like, okay, well, what about this attorney that you had? It's like that. He was never my personal attorney. You know, he was an attorney of the cooperativa. That's someone that they appointed to me. I have zero ties with him. You know, it's just a fucking corporate tool that's given to me. And it's like, is, is Billy Alvarez in hiding right now? It's like, I 
um, not in hiding, just outside of the country, missing my family and friends very much. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, bro. And then the last, like one of the last ones, because it was like an hour, hour and a half, bro. It was a David Paitison special on his uh, on his YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Um, there was like, where does Billy see himself? Right in five years, and it's like hopefully at the helm of Cruz Azul once again, taking care of all that. Yikes! But one of the one of the, you know, yeah, yikes! But one of the most important things and hard hitting things that he said is like, look, the problem is Victor Velasquez hasn't had any like he hasn't had anybody around him to teach him the ropes he is brand new to being the head of the cooperativa which is also the head of the club and all of these other different parts and he hasn't had football people around him like good tenured football people around him to help him figure this out like billy did right because billy came in like when Grosul was on fire. Mm-hmm. And he came in like writing off those tail cards and doing all that stuff. So he learned from a lot of those greats. While over here, he surrounds himself by with fucking Jaime Ordiales, which every player hates. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what are you doing? What are what's happening? And like he just hasn't had the training for it. So they're saying he said it, he's like no es alguien de fútbol, no está arrodeado de gente de fútbol, no tiene asesores de fútbol. Entonces, ¿qué es el plan que se está haciendo? And it's like, yeah, what is the plan? Like, we had, and like, literally minutes before this, we were watching, I was scrolling through, through Twitter, and, you know, between tits and ass, it was pictures of the Cruz Azul de la Novena. And they're like, this team is nothing but a shell of itself and what it used to represent because, like, none of those players are there. Like, everything's changed. It was it was a fluke. Yeah. So it was just like, chingao, como es que duele. It's kind of like you guys, right? Last season, you were at a semifinal, and now you're final. sucking dicky de milagro. Oh, sorry, fine. So, oh, let's put respect on that loss. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a it's been a roller coaster season for Chivas. We definitely have coasted from our start to the season. Uh, you know, with all those victories and we've been kind of clinging on to that for for quite some time. How we finished in 5th is beyond me with all the losses that we've had this season. Um, you know, it just goes to show if, if you do your homework up front, you can, you can coast for days. You know, I look at a San Luis, right? San Luis hasn't won a game in their last five, four defeats and a draw. They're limping into this play in and they're probably going to get eliminated by Leon if I'm being completely honest. Um, but the fact that they were able to even get into a play in it's because of, of their great start to the season. And, and and to me, that's why a, a team like Juarez really sticks out. You know, you look at the teams that didn't make the play-in, you know, Pachuca, Toluca, um, TJ, they've been kind of sucking ass for a while. Querétaro's been sucking ass for a while. But, you know, you talk about Juarez, you know, uh, I know a, a few of us, you know, called them the dark horse this season that, hey, you know, don't sleep on Juarez. It looked like they were doing the right things. Uh, bringing in players from loan that were young Mexicans. 
and and leading with them and then i don't know what happened uh something broke and they ended up in 15th position so you know it's just one of those things um a lot can change and you know when i look at cruz azul like you guys have had a kind of up and down season and you guys had duca and then got rid of him and you have antuna who's been you know on and off but for the most part been playing well and even that's not enough uh to get you guys into the playoffs and there was like you know criticism going into this last game of the season like you have america with 40 points and you know cruz azul with 17 and despite that discrepancy there was still a mathematical uh you know mathematically they were still eligible to get into a play-in you know i told i told habibi it's like dude they're not gonna get in like you would have, it would take a miracle they would have to win by a lot of goals and and wait for a lot of pending results but mathematically speaking they were still they still had a chance to get into the play-in and and we started talking about how you know how that is a problem in itself just the fact that a team in second to last place on the last day of the season can still make the playoffs but that's always been a thing in Liga Mekis. I remember there was a season where Puebla were fighting for uh, staying in the first division. Like, Puebla was, like, fighting for, for relegation. And on the last game of the season, not only did they, did they save themselves, but then they were also in the possibilities of making Liga. It's like, that shit happens only in Mexico. And, you know, people talk about how that's the reason why we're having so many issues. And, like, no, dude, this is pure entertainment. For entertainment point, I love it, man. Being able to get in there at the last minute, that's that's what we live for. But exactly, but no mames, like La Liguilla era mil veces mejor. Okay, porque yo me acuerdo eran casi todos los juegos eran jugados, sino el viernes, el sábado, ningún juego el domingo. Entonces tenías que andar brincando, haciendo las matemáticas, quién jugó contra quién, dónde está todo en la cabeza, mientras que todos los juegos están pasando. Yeah. Para ver quiénes son los que pueden entrar a los ocho. Mm-hmm. And it was like... It was fun. Holy shit. It was just eight. The, so the competition was there. It was a lot more stringent. Created a better a better atmosphere. And then I'm going to be honest with you. And I've said it multiple times. Las gorritas, they come from the back. Les meten el dedo. Like, I don't like the whole bye week in soccer. Yeah. It affects the team that has that bye which statistically is the better team. Yep. But you're taking an engine that has been running at maximum capacity. It's good. It's been tested. And then you have it sit in the garage for the equivalent of a month. And you've even seen that, uh, you know, you talk about Leagues Cup having an entire, you know, we had an entire fucking month off. Obviously, those are extreme examples, but even for when we have uh, international break for, you know, Mexico games, you see, t- you know, you see players struggling to get back into like club form and, and you see teams that were doing well before the international break all of a sudden come back and they, you know, they, they come back jet lagged or injured and it's just like, ah, shit, man, we had all this momentum and now it's all dead. And, um, and, and- yeah. And that's exactly the phrase. It's the momentum. It's cutting off the momentum that the team has. Because the thing about, dude, I'm going to say it. Any sport is about the momentum that you generate towards the end of the season. Yeah. Right? If you generate good momentum in the back half and you carry that into the playoffs, statistically, you have a greater chance 
at not just being considered like the big dog, but winning your matchups. Yeah. I'm you know, I'm I'm waiting for uh Ricardo hop on maybe later in the show, but like they already got their excuses ready. You know, a team that finished with 40 points this season, I would not be surprised if they get bounced in the first or second round in Ligia. It's just what happens, man. It's a completely different ball game. Exactly. They grow overconfident and then they crash. You know, something about a dude named Icarus. But it's okay anyway, so unless we last. That's what they do all the time, and that's what makes it so much sweeter, that Oyame Mas energy. And it's like, no, wey, fracasa mas. <laughs> you build yourself up so much. But you know what, dude? That's the one thing that I'll say about them this year. No están hablando tanta mierda. Like, they have been relatively quiet this year. It seems as if they finally learned their lesson and have been hit in the mouth enough times. To where I haven't seen as many as much America Mami as there typically is. Yeah. Yeah, they've been quiet. I think they know. You know, they're battling demons. You know, they they got rid of the problem, right? It was Dano. Oh, you know, Dano was was the reason why we uh we messed up that fi- you know, that semifinal, you know. But now it's like, hey, you guys got have a di- you guys have a different coach now, so no excuses. Um, you know, just to so, give you guys a, a a timetable here, so we have the play in on Wednesday, San Luis versus Leon, and then Santos versus Mazatlan, and then uh, those aren't till next week because we have uh we have a uh, Nations League semifinal, uh, Mexico versus Honduras on Friday. So, you know, everyone's having to report for international duty. Uh, so we're not going to have Liga Mekis action for like, a, you know, a week. And that's just for the play-in. So, like, Ligia, like, the top six teams, they're going to have to wait until, like, December to get shit going, dude. That's a long time from now. A long-ass time. That's why I said, like, in, in the books, like, if you see a corrido, okay, it might only be... A week porque okay they gotta play the playing and all this so it's eso más una jornada sí güey pero entre jornada y jornada va a ser como un pinche mes mes y medio verdad bueno a lo mejor no tanto va a ser más como what three weeks it's a long time dude I thought that it's we were gonna do I thought they were gonna do the play-ins this Wednesday I didn't know it was on the twenty second that changes everything mm-hmm. yeah that means we won't get Ligia action till like the 29th maybe 28th of of this of this month that's that's two weeks dog and we, we've seen what what alexis Vega can do in two weeks Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. just fuck up his life and his career <laughs> yo okay so i have a question about that yes did he or did he not have an orgy is that what happened i mean that's the that's what the rumor says is that the rumor right like yeah. he dead ass had an orgy that and was that the was the took place. I don't know if it was initiation for um Raul Martinez, right? He was the, one of the one of the players that was wrapped up in in that, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me it sounds like hey, congratulations, you're getting uh into the first team, you're going to get your first start. You know, hey, l- let's take you out, let's celebrate. 
<laughs> she was a bunch of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you have to fuck all of them and we have to watch. <laughs> Which is weird, bro. Like, that's the thing. It's like, yo, if I took my boy out and, like, I did wingman and I took him to the spot and there was just a, a, a room full of bad bitches and I was like, yo, have your way, do your thing. All right, right? But the way the media is sounding, it's like, nah, bro. It was three dudes in a room just banging hoes, staring at each other's <laughs> eyes. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, dude. What the fuck happened? Yeah, it's just one of those things. Oh, man. I just saw a photo I think is hilarious. Uh, I, I do want to get into Chivas because uh, although I did not watch the game, I did. I did watch the highlights. I, I did uh, catch up with with uh, with it, and man, I have a lot to say about that. Um, just give me a second. I just don't think Chivas is ready, bro. <laughs> like, I, dude, as a little food fan, like talking where I'm talking from, like just a former shell of yourself. Like that Campionissimo era is like the año del queso. You know, those those movies and those highlight reels and then lost to prosperity, like that shit is gone. <laughs> yeah, so with Chivas, uh they did beat you guys. Uh so we, we did we didn't record last week, but um I do wanna at least throw that in there. We were able to beat Cruz Azul. Uh although, you know, it was the last last minute, very last minute. And then wow, so you feel good when you beat up on cripples? <laughs> you beat up old men? Hey, it took us the ninety seventh minute to, to win. So it I, did. It was not it did. not something to come home, you know, pound pounding your chest too, but going into the last game of the season against you know Pumas on the road. Okay, okay, I understand that. And then boom, like fucking deer in headlights for the first like thirty minutes. They just look terrible out there. They scored. They conceded a goal. Chivas had a tendency to concede goals early, and they just weren't able to catch up. And then the referee tries to throw us a bone and say, hey, that was a handball. Here's a PK. There you go. Get your draw. Secure the fourth place position and be on your way. And I don't know if it was Balnovic who decided to make that call, but why? on earth would you allow Alexis Vega after everything that he's done and his first game back why would you allow him to take the PK why would you tell him to take the PK he does not deserve to be even on the pitch let alone take a PK and what does he do he misses because that's karma baby and we deserve to lose that game because of that decision that was Baunovic um I think he is being a little bit too nice and it's not working out, dude. It's not working out. Yeah, he might be being too nice, man. Like the only re like the only reason that I can find behind it was that it's like, oh, let's get him back into the good graces. Right? Like what better return than coming back from two, three weeks of punishment with a goal. Right, and what better than like facilito, right? The, the pinche pechito. Pero de pendejo, he misses it. And fucking Ciudad Universitaria does not disappoint as soon as he starts to get subbed out. Like, it is just 
This, a beautiful moment. Yeah, this is my criticism. There was more to lose than there was to gain from Alexis Vega scoring that PK, right? There's just more there's more writing on it if he misses than the than if he scores. Because if he scores, it's like, oh yeah, you think that PK is gonna get you in good graces with the team? No, absolutely not. And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do the little like you know, where they hold the horse and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to sell him. They're trying to make him look like, hey, hey, like, look at us. Alexis Vega's back uh, in case you guys want to start the bidding. And it's just like, dude, there was more to lose from him taking that PK. Because number one, what a big fuck you to the rest of the team. Like this fucking asshole has been having completely like terrible off the field um, behavior. And you reward him with the PK. What, like fuck us for, for, for trying to carry the team while he's been out. And st statistically, this season, Chivas have won more games without him than with him on the pitch. So he's clearly the problem. And you look at some of these guys like Ricardo Marin, you look at Piojo, you look at, you know, Nene Bertrand, players that have had to pick up the weight because Alexis Vega has been out with his orgies and is off the, you know, and, and, and to be like, oh, no, he's going to take the PK. Like, what, dude? Like... What is wrong? Like I feel like you lose the locker room when you do some shit like that, man. It's like being like, uh, I don't know, like the middle child, and you're seeing your siblings get away with murder, and then you see them get like, uh, like a fucking party thrown. It's like, what, dude? Like, what about me? Like, I've been good this whole time, and you're you're over here taking care of this child who's been, you know, behaving, misbehaving this whole time. You're gonna award him? Like, why? Why would you do that? I just think it was a terrible, terrible decision. And if I was, like, on the field, I would have taken the ball away from Alexis. I'm like, sorry, bro, you're not taking this shit. You know why? Because I'm still married to his mom, and I love her more than you. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Look, man, we got everything riding on this guy. So, you know, don't take it personal, but he is the favorite. No, three hundred percent is the favorite. Like, it's just, I, I think Chivas is just trying to recoup their loss. Yeah, I like, get it. There's, you, you have to sell them for something, right? Like, all right. So, what's the word right now? You, you, you trade them for what? For Acevedo? Is kind of what the rumor mills is going about. Uh, I, I've thrown, I've, I've heard that one been thrown out, you know, Alexis Vega trade for Acevedo, which at this point I'll take it. I know Acevedo has his, has his shortcomings, but you know, I, I saw him the other day, like he's still a better goalkeeper than what we got. And you know, if you look at. Being a goalkeeper for Chivas, you get a, obviously a lot of attention. And, and, you know, it's been a while since Chivas had a goalkeeper in La Selección. You know, you think about Osvaldo and you, you also thought about Luis Michel, but he wasn't he wasn't the starter. Right. And we start looking into, like, who's going to replace Ochoa. Right. And everyone's talking about Acevedo. He's got the long hair. He's got the marketing on his side. He just needs to play for a bigger club. And, and I think Chivas could do that for him. And as far as Alexis Vega, him going to Torreon, he's going to a team that really doesn't have that many expectations. He could be like a big fish at a small pond there. And hey, don't get me wrong, Santos have their have their moments, man. They 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 have a tendency to do well uh, once they got the right you know 
team assembled and um it would not be a bad career move for Alexis, you know. Look, like, I just want to preface this by letting you know that I don't want Alexis Vegas in Cruz Azul. But what about we swap a problem for a problem? Who? And we take your morenito and you get un guerito y guapo. Who? Sebastián Jurado. Ah, nah, man. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. Jurado you, has you publicly, he's been on record saying he doesn't want to play for Chivas. So fuck him. I don't want him. Oh, he can't wait to listen. No one wants to play for Chivas. What like, happened to your boy, Wesco? Is he still there? Oh, bro. He like, supposedly he didn't fully break himself. Uh, but it looked like he broke himself on the last game of the season. So Jeez. there hasn't been an official release about, oh, it was about like a what he's doing. Concussion? Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, just like you, I was mingling with the white people, <laughs> and I did not get to watch the game. Yeah, it says it was uh, choque de cabeza. Oh, yep. Concussion. So, it's just like, yo. But they said that he's fine, that he's recovering well. So I see. I never fully believe him, you know. It's like the government. Maybe Chivas can um, go to Pumas and say, hey, we'll give you Alexis for Chino Huerta. <laughs> They'd be like, yo, go smoke on some crack. Because that's what you were smoking for, you guys. <laughs> yeah. That what would... did Mike Jones say? Mike Jones? Back then they, yeah. Oh, back, back then, then they, they didn't want me. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, now I'm hot, they all on me. Yep. Bro, that'd be the the biggest fuck you ever. Just to Chino Huerta himself. To be like, yo, we didn't believe in you. Come back. Hey, man, I think he's going to have a big, big series against Chivas. I think so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look at this matchup, Chivas, Pumas. Hey, look, a lot can happen in three weeks, right? Uh, I think... This will actually benefit Guadalajara. They got three weeks to recover, rest, get their shit together, maybe uh, abstain from uh, sex. I don't know. Something. No Nut November. Something, dude. They got to do something, man. Um, Look, I'm going to go out on a limb, and it's not just because I'm a hater, but I just got a feeling that Alexis Vega is going to get injured during training during the next three weeks. That's... That's just what's in the books. Like, it's going to be like kind of like what happened with JJ Mack, just in one of the practices and something goes wrong. He's a cheat. <laughs> Boyo decides to go full, full retard on him. <laughs> they said full contact <laughs> on today's scrimmage. Yeah, no. People are saying that Pumas are the favorites in this matchup. I agree. Based on. What I've seen this season, Pumas are definitely the favorites. And, you know, I've another reason why I don't know why they let Alexis Vega take the PK. It's like that was the difference between having home field advantage and not having home field advantage. And with the with the rules, if I'm not mistaken, the draw goes to the higher seeded team. So Chivas will be forced to win that series. And I don't think they can do that. Last season, they got to the final coasting because of that rule because of the draw so 
this season they they're not gonna have that. And I honestly have like zero expectations for Chivas in the playoffs. I think over the course of 180 minutes, you know, Pumas will probably win. Yeah, I hate it, bro. Like, just give me good old gol de visitante and, like, make it work that way. I hate the fact that we went to, like, league table results and all that stuff. Because before con gol de visitante, you never had to really worry about it. And it made games so much more interesting. Yeah, that lasted a quick second until America got mad. Got eliminated mm-hmm. by, by Pachuca and because of that rule. And it's just like, because they complained, we went back to the old rule. I'm like, I, I like the new rule. Honestly, the new rule made it feel much more libertadores-esque. Like, more is on the line. Every yeah. single game that you go out there, like you're risking so much more, and defending at home is that much more important. So, it was a big miss, but if there's anything that we can say about Liga Mekis, as of recently, it's just been miss after miss, consistently. Talking about missing, Toluca, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. They decided to shoot their own legs off by letting go of Nacho Ambriz. He gets the last laugh. Toluca failed to qualify to the play-in, and it finished in 12th position with 21 points. They lost their last match, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, what were they thinking? Like, were things that bad that they they thought it was better to go on without without Nacho? Like, they he must have really said something, man. To to do, to get fired like a couple weeks before the season's over makes no sense. Yeah, bro. That's I don't know what was said in that boardroom, but. Chingao. I was like, yeah, and I fucked your bitch too. <laughs> yeah, a couple things that stick out from Toluca. Number one, they lost to Mazatlan with that victory. Mazatlan got into the play-in, so that's that's like a double, you know, that's just really bad. And then the other thing, you know you're doing really bad when your top goal scorer of the season is your goalkeeper. Hold on, hold on. The only reason why he's a top goal scorer is because he's the top penalty. He's a penalty taker. Yeah, so dude. either is that that the team is doing bad or that Liga Mekis as a whole is doing bad and giving up a lot of penalties? Uh, you know, you look at it both, but a, cl- a club should not have to rely on PKs week in and week out to get goals. Oh, yeah, tell me the story about the cripple we have in England. Who? Uh, Raul Jimenez. Oh, what about... Oh. <laughs> like, all it is is fucking PKs, yet... Aquí solo estamos normando todo el tiempo. Right? Like, it's, it's the same thing. It's just how it is that you want to fucking twist the facts. Like, if anything, I'd rather focus on the facts of, like, hey... How many penalties are being given on average in every coronada? And I'll be honest, and they're not even like VAR ones. They're just like like shitty hits that I want to say on average every coronada we're having six penalties being taken 
Yeah, I would uh, say I would say like every other game, there's a PK. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, fuck. The fuck you hardly ever see them when you see like the elite leagues, and I get it. It's all like, oh, it's clear and tackling. It's all this and that, but all. It's just the way that we play. So that's why we have a goalie that happens to be great with his feet. Is one of the top scorers. Dude, Volpe has more goals than Henry Martin this season. Yeah. Where is Volpe on the score? On the... So he finished in 35th position with four goals. Um, and the only reason why is because the other people that scored four goals this season did it in less time. Um, but if we look at the top goal scorer of the season... Uh, Preciado from Santos scored 11 goals. He's Colombiano. And then mm. Guillermo Martinez scored 10. He's Mexican, and he plays for Puebla. And honestly, like I have not really heard too much about this kid. Why is he not oh, getting he called was... up for the national team? <laughs> He's got 10 goals, dude. That is true. Is he a rook? No, he's... 29 young bro that doesn't mean that don't mean <laughs> shit in like mexican years okay like is he a rookie uh let me look he made his debut in liga mekis in 2015 oh shit all right no oh he oh, okay so he's bounced around he was at pachuca then he went to Wap, Coras, Chivas, Zacatecas, Cafetaleros, Celaya, and now he's finally playing back in the first division with Puebla since 2021. God damn. He was That's the cool. Liga de Exp Expansión Golden Boot winner in 2020. So, okay. yeah, man, he's kind of been, uh, what do they call those, a diamond in the rough? And you know, for Puebla, he's he's got ten goals this season. He's the reason why they're in the they're in the playoffs to begin with. And uh, to be honest, man, this is the first time I've heard of this kid all season, man. And that's that, like that's one of the things those mid table teams are willing to do. You know, take a player from Expansión and grow them and develop them to something like this, right? It's like Puebla, Pachuca. Yeah, I mean, you look Santos. at uh, Ormeño, right? He was another one of those diamonds in the rough for Puebla, and he ended up he ended up uh, having a very good, successful career at Puebla. Obviously, it didn't work out at León and Chivas, but uh, yeah, man, Puebla's got these uh, these diamond in the roughs, man. Mm hmm. So we'll we'll see what they develop them into. I'm just no, wondering, like, make it grow. if you're Jimmy Lozano, like, what do you, what do you, what more do you need to prove your worth here? Because, look, man, Raul is not the move. He's not the answer, bro. I know he's playing at Fulham. I know he just scored the other day, but come on, bro, you gotta take the players that are hot, and he's hot right now. And, and I just talked about Henry Martin, who's you know got less goals than Volpi this season. Like, why are we calling these fuckers up? And I, wait, I, he's in the convocatoria. Uh, for the uh, Honduras game? I think yeah. so. I didn't see him in there. Wait, let me see. 
I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. I did not see him in there. I yeah. saw Santi and I saw Quinones. I see Henry. I think those are the three strikers that he's taking. Oh wait, hold on. I'm trying to find this. You know, because another thing, I whoever runs that media page for La Selección pisses me off, bro. Like, did the whole like Where's Waldo shit? I'm like, dude, just give me a fucking list, man. Like, I'm, I'm over here trying to find out who the fuck they called up for the national team, and that's an official like you know post. Okay, here all we right. go. All right, so all right, go ahead. You tell me that, and then I'll tell you about how the sausage is made. Okay, so. Convocatoria, fecha FIFA de noviembre, they called up uh, both Jimenez, so Santi and Raul, Chucky Lozano, oh, Henry Martin, Quinones, Antuna, and Pineda. So it's like, what are you doing over here calling up Martin, bro? Like, give this guy a shot, man. And, um, you know, I shared that clip uh, of. Now that they have Tuca Ferretti on Fútbol Picante, I, I played a clip of of um, uh, Morales asking him, "Hey, like when you were at the Selección, did they impose players on you?" He's like, "Don't say anything, just with your face, make an expression." And like Tuca, just like you know, he had yeah, he had that face of guilt, and it's like we know this, we know that for X, Y, and Z reason. Players are forced upon you. Ochoa because of the marketing. And I don't know who Henry Martin has fucked to get all this attention, bro. But, I mean, he's getting called up because of some connections. He's he's not getting called up on merit. I'll tell you that. It's those children's small jerseys that he wears. <laughs> makes his abs look good. Looks Makes his biceps look stronger. That's it, bro. Nike's like, yo, we cannot sell enough baby gear. Let's go. <laughs> like, it's it's wild, dude. I, I don't understand why they keep calling him. Like, look, I'm, I get it. Maybe you're trying to weed out the, like, the shit players right now so you can make way for newer, fresher faces as you work down the line. But you're wasting time. You're wasting precious time that we just don't have to squander in this, like, fashion. Yeah, you know, I was under the impression, all right, we get Jimmy. He's Mexican. He's not going to fall into the same pitfalls that these other extranjeros have done in the past, right? He's going he's gonna to call up on fresh kids, you know, young kids. He was on the, you know, Los Maestros on Tudene during the World Cup. And he put, you know, these, he was like, these are the players I would call up for the selection right now that are, you know, the young, the future of, of the of the country. And it looks a lot different from this Fecha FIFA that he just called up, right? He's got Ochoa in there. Like, what, dude? Ochoa, Malagón, Rodriguez. Okay, that's, that's fine. Montes, yeah. Vasquez, of course. Angulo, Reyes, eh. And then you got, like, the usual suspects in the midfield. Like, Romo, I don't think he's that good, bro. Not anymore. He was for a while. Like, he was good, with, yeah. With Azul, he was, like, fucking killer. But that's because he was in a defensive-oriented team. In, in Rayados, I don't think they're running the same scheme of, like, defend, defend, defend. If anything, they have the attacking power where they're a little bit more offensive. 
Yeah. So, I mean, some of these players have been called up. <sighs> but, you know, there are some good players in here that definitely deserve to get called up. For me, Chino Huerta, obviously, deserves to be on the national team. Uh, Chiquito Sanchez, bro, scored a hat-trick the other day. That dude needs to be starting against Honduras. But, you know, you look at Raul Jimenez and Henry Martin when you got this kid who scored 10 goals this season and in Liga Mekis, like, just, get, just call him up. You know, I understand maybe not be ready to start, but just call him up. Let him at least start to get familiarized with the team and the players and the coach, right? Like, when you're the coach, you you always want to be, like, introducing new players to the to the team, to the squad, just to see, like, how they'll act and, and their temperament and see if they're going to gel with the team, right? And, and if you're scoring 10 goals in the season – and you're the only Mexican on this list, dude. Like, you have to get called up. Um, you have uh, Jignac with nine goals this season. Cocoliso with nine at Tijuana. And then the other Mexican on this list, Angel Sepulveda at Cruz Azul with nine. So You're welcome. Yeah. And and the Sepulveda thing is really weird, man. Like, he wasn't really on the books, and then he, he transferred over. And finally started getting hot. And it started working and it was towards the tail end, so he didn't get to have the impact that that we needed, but poco a poco. It's nice to see some more Mexicans on the list. So he's in fifth with nine. You have Chino Huerta with eight. Um Brunetta. This kid's good, but he's he's not he's he's from Argentina, he's not Mexican. You have uh, Cabecita Rodriguez with six. Quinones has six goals. I'm excited to see his debut on the national team. And I'm glad that Rogelio Funes Mori is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> but he did end up with six goals uh, tied with, with Quinones for the season. Quinones only had six goals? Yep. Well, he did miss out like the whole first half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Piojo's on there with six. He's getting called up as well. Um, yeah, apart from that, man, it's... Again, to see Volpi with four goals, he's got more than some of these strikers. <laughs> <laughs> it's slim pickings out there, bro. And they are not doing too hot. Linus no, of... hasn't been called up. Herrera, uh, Jonathan Herrera hasn't been called up. I don't know. I mean, do, do you really still value Linus the way you used to before? I think going off the bench, it would be nice to have him. He adds like some dynamic that we don't typically get with other players. You know, I, I think back of the 2021 Nations League, uh, he came in as a super sub and scored what at that point was the game-winning goal. And, you know, he just he just came in and just started fucking shit up, man. He was a nightmare to defend. So it's nice to have that off the bench because we don't really have too many players that can do that off the bench. Um, you know, you have your Antuna. You have Chucky. You know what they're going to bring to the table. Cordova, yeah, I don't know. He's not that player anymore. I think Linus has, like, that just that nice bounce, that 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 burst of energy and, and can really break some ankles out there. Uh, not a bad idea to have him in your back pocket for this matchup against Honduras. 
Yeah, no, he's always a great idea to have in your back pocket. He's, you know, that's why it was like such, I think that's why everyone was so disappointed when he came back to Mexico. Right? It wasn't so much as like. I mean, he wasn't playing, dude. Well, yeah, pero también, güey. I was like, in, like, no mames, güey. El talento que tienes debería ser suficiente pa, pa, para poder quedarte allá. Y no lo estás haciendo. Entonces, ¿qué pedo? Ask him that question, dude. I mean, he was at Betis. And then, where did he He got loaned out to, like, uh, Braga, right? He didn't do shit. So it's like, I was on him. Mm-hmm. It was just like one of those things that was like, why not sooner? So, we need you to ball out. Why can't you do that sooner? Why is it being such a long process where I'm going to be honest with you? I don't think he's going to be able to take that step to get back over. Like, he's... I think his his ceiling is MLS now. <laughs> I know, I know, and that feels super shady to say about anybody. But I think that's where his ceiling is going to be. It's going to be at MLS. Uh, you know, he's 23, but obviously his stock went drastically down after he decided to return to Liga Mekis. And it's a gamble because he's on a he's on a team with a lot of big players. He's not necessarily a starter there. So, you know, he's like this season he's had uh ten appearances, three goals. Not bad, but it's not great either. Like you want this guy to be starting every single game. And I doubt Tigres will be able to get back what they paid for this kid. So yeah. It's going to be hard to get a, a team outside of Liga Mekis um, to, I don't know, to to take him off Tigres' hands. It'll probably take a team like, like, like you mentioned, the MLS. MLS is always looking for DPs. So, yeah, I mean, he might have sealed his fate by, by returning to Mexico. And, you know, it was a loan, but then they decided to make it permanent. So uh, it's one of those things that's unfortunate. Uh, we have Disco Fever saying Linus was an idiot for choosing Betis over Ajax. I agree. I definitely agree there. I think Guardado was probably the most influential part of that decision. Um, having to go to Spain, you know the language, you have a, a familiar face there versus going to Amsterdam. You don't know the language, you don't know the culture, and you're on your own, buddy. You know, it was in 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 hindsight, I I understand why he made the choice, but with Ajax uh obviously their history of developing players, he made the bad choice. But there's nothing you can do. You can't cry over spilt milk. Oh, you can. You just got to leave it there long enough until it goes through cottage cheese, then becomes cheese itself. And then you're just like, what the fuck happened? How did it go this wrong? Because that's literally where we're at right now. Like, how did we go this wrong, man? Like, you sealed your fate. 
right? And there was the whole thing of like, oh, well, it was multiple. He went through multiple coaches. Well, multiple coaches looked at what you had and said, <laughs> "That makes it worse, dude." <laughs> exactly. That means you suck in many different languages. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're stuck with him back home. They repatriated him, and I'm. I'll be surprised that it won't be too long before you see him over at Chivas. I don't think Linus would do that, but I mean, I if the bag is big enough and you're desperate enough, come on, bro. We've all taken a fat chick home at the end of the night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where his loyalties lay. Uh, Disco Fear says Ajax calls. You say yes. He also said Chino Huerta hat trick on his goodbye tour out of Liga Mekis to Europe. We'll see. We shall see. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think Chino's leaving. You think? Like, you think Chino's like a overachiever in Liga Mekis? I think Chino is having a great debut season. Debut at this level. At this level, Chino this has been in the league time. for a while, dog. Oh, I I get it. I get it. But he hasn't been balling out. He made his he, debut with Chivas in like. And I get it. My dear good sir, if you heard my words, they're like at this level. Uh-huh. This is the first time that we're seeing this level out of Chino. Now, if he can do this next season, 100%. Go to Europe. You're ready. Vete. Te malarras a la verga. ¿Verdad? Pero por ahorita, guys, like, let's, okay, he's good. He's been doing good things. Give them next season, and then you're set. Because here's the thing that we forget in Mexico. That our format is a short format. It's not a real season. It's a half a season. Correct. So a player who had a hot six months. Yeah, that don't mean shit. It don't mean shit to those clubs. It's not a full season. Mm -hmm. So how did you do the full season? Right, so now in what is it apertura that's coming that's coming up now? If you do apertura well, how does that go? And there you are, quick and simple. Pero you know, fucking pinches indios no saben hacer nada. So you know, here we are. This is uh, you have a very very short window to make your move when you're when you're hot. You know, especially in, in Mexico, right? Like, when you're hot, dude, you get an offer, you got to fucking go because you're not going to get another one. You don't know what's going to happen six months from now, like you mentioned. Chino's having a great season. Um, I don't know how far Pumas can go, realistically. But, you know, let's say he balls out against Chivas, balls out against uh, whoever they face in the next round. Like, we're, we're approaching January. And if there's a team that says, hey, like, let's fucking go after this kid, like, boom, by all means, go, bro, go. Because you don't know what's going to happen after that. You might have oh, too I'll much pan dulce. Then you got the rosca, bro. You might you might fatten up, and all of a sudden, that's it, dog. <laughs> Wait, don't worry about it. The type of offer that you're talking about, that's an internal offer. That's not coming from overseas. That's an internal offer. It's oh, happening okay. with Mexico, so don't preocupe, way. Like, aquí vas a estar al fin del día, right? Like, it's a realistic offer from Europe doesn't come for oh, you performed well, 
in a shitty second division league when we look at it in the greater plane of things. Mm. So therefore, you did well for six months. You know what? I have a young prospect who can do two-thirds of the things that you can do right now. I have to pay him way less, and I and he has a longer longevity than you. I think the the challenge with Chino is like it's not gonna be he's not gonna be able to get like a European passport anytime soon, right? I don't think he has any ties like some of these other players that have kind of like used that loophole, like Linus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go for him in January, you're gonna have to give up like a foreigner spot, and like which club's gonna do that, right? So might complicate things for for the January window. Um, but hey, man, if he gets an offer, I I hope he makes it. Uh, I don't want to see him just stay in Liga Mekis because, like, say he goes to like a Tigres or a Rayados, that's it, bro. Like, you just sign your fate. You're not gonna get out of out of Mexico. What if he goes to like a Go Ahead Eagles or like some other shit team in the lower division? Yikes. Not even lower divisions, just lower table. I don't know. Realistically, I could see Chino doing really well in the Dutch league, obviously. It's all offense, no defense. So, yeah, I mean, I could see him him doing well in, in the Dutch league. Where I see Chino in Europe, dude, like, I think that's his ceiling, dude. I don't, I don't think he's... Unless he proves me wrong, I don't think he'll be better than like a mid-table team in Europe in a top five like, league. Because wh- like, what are you gonna get? Like a Greek team, a fucking Russian team, probably <laughs> maybe a Ukrainian team, and then if if you're actually like a big boy and actually volleying out there, you might get a Dutch offer. And when you look at that table, that's like the most solid one that there is. Uh, Disco Fever says Pumas said they are not selling domestically. That's what they say now until they got a $20 million offer on the table. We'll see. And then the debt collectors of Pumas come calling, which those are about to be because Pumas has had some financial issues in the past. and they I bet. They don't settle. They keep saying that they're going to settle at a later point, and that later point comes up in 2024. So, what's going to happen there? Who knows? But pretty soon, we're going to be hearing about the news of either Pumas having money problems or Pumas offloading players. Yeah. I just know that, you know, they're associated with the university, right? So. They're associated to the university. They're, like, owned. I think that they're owned by the university, but they're not ran by the university. Mm. If that makes sense. I feel like that's a type of typical university where they get a lot of big donors, right? That's where they get their funds Mm -hmm. from. Exactly. Like, one of the fun facts about... um, Pumas is that every every player has a free education from UNAM. Wow. So while they play there, they deadass are students. Mm. 
So por eso es el grupo estudiantil. They take enough classes to where they're considered students, even though it's part-time. And it's for them to further grow in all other aspects, not just football. And that's part of the ideology behind Pumas. It's the only club that has Nobel laureates to it. <laughs> You know, like, it's like, oh, yeah, you know. It's my small little college club, you know what I mean? They've won championships, and there's no real laureates on the other side. Like, it's it's a fine balance. Got to give credit to Tuco Mohamed, doing a great job out there uh, at Pumas. There is a rumor uh, that Chivas are willing to offload Alexis Vega in exchange for Jordi Cortizo. I have heard that one. I don't know who Jordi Cortizo is or if it's even a good trade, but I have heard it. He uh, was recently called up to the national team. He looked great out there. He looked like he was fitting in. Uh, he was at Puebla and you know, got his career sort of like turned around there and then Rayados bought him uh, last season. So he's kind of had the spotlight there, but um, I don't know. I don't know if Rayados want Alexis Vega. <laughs> like who, who realistically, if you're in Liga Mekis, you know, all the, all the baggage he has, like what team would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fucking buy him. You know, he's going to be expensive. <laughs> You know his salary's gonna be up the chain, you know. So it's like, bro, you and I know what team is gonna buy him. We just don't want to mention them. Who? Mazatlan. Nah, they don't got the money, dude. Mazatlan would buy him in a heartbeat, and the owner of Mazatlan would love the media attention that he would generate. Oh, it's the Salinas. Yeah, Salinas Pliego. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a fucking asshole, bro. He's a huge asshole. Uh, I know he would like Masatlan for sure. It's all by the beach, right? So he can just party, do do his thing. Las gringuitas solas llegan. Like, don't <laughs> worry about it. Like, because let's be honest, after this, your bitch ain't sticking around. Like, just keep it pushing. <clears throat> like, it's just one of those things that I, I don't think the Mexican market is big enough for him and not meaning that like he's too big of a star meaning like he has too many problems that we can't find him a team within the 18 teams that there are yeah I think Alexis so, Vega is ooh. more likely to go to MLS I will he- say an MLS like Houston Dynamo sounds really good I know that some teams are looking for like their franchise players, so I could see him. I could see him uh, going that route. Just Salt Lake. I'm just thinking of the, like the shittiest place where you can send a Mexican. San to. Jose. <laughs> no, bro. There's too many Mexicans. Like, <laughs> send them somewhere where it's cold and like. People think Taco Bell is real Mexican food. You know, like, a LA Galaxy would love to have Alexis Vega. Oh, my God. They would. Just like I know probably 
fucking a LAFC would also like to have him. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know what's going on with uh you know Vela. I haven't kept up with that. I think I think he still has another year under him. I'm sure he does. He uh, has one more year and then and then we go. But yeah, no, I I do see Alexis more in like I know the team. Mm, it just tickles me fancy for it. New York Red Bulls. Yeah, Disco Fever said that same thing. Red Bulls. Ah, 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 pa que veas, cabrón. Yeah. New York. New York Red Bulls, like a shit team that nothing is expected of them, but if he's <laughs> able to do something with them, se la van a mamar well, you, todas, las, todas have, las bolitas. You have to think of marketing, right? So you have to think about markets where he will appeal to the fans. And I think L.A., uh, some somewhere in Texas, maybe like a Houston or a or a Dallas, Chicago, Chicago, Atlanta. Those would be like the kind of markets you would want a player like Alexis at. You wouldn't want to send him to fucking Florida. <laughs> not Cuban. Yeah. And if you send him to New York, he's not Puerto Rican. You send him to Kansas City. I mean, you've had a few players do well there. Look at Alan. Yeah, Pulido, Bravo. Um, yeah, but Alan is just that he finally found himself a good white woman. Oh, I was like, no, they oh, broke so up. This... No, 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 no. Like, the American? Oh, he's with another chick now? Oh, I'm just assuming so. Like, he was like, <laughs> oh, shit, this is what they're supposed to be like. Like, la otra, la falsa. Esas son las buenas. He got himself, uh... oh, what do they call them? Mid, mid, uh, is it Midwestern or what is it called? Uh, yeah, yeah. Midwestern corn, chick. That's right, those corn fed girls. <laughs> as far as Yo. Chicharito goes, uh, free agent, he will not be extending his contract with, uh, LA Galaxy. He's coming off a pretty serious injury. He says he's evaluating projects in the MLS, Europe, Mexico, and also Saudi Arabia. Where would you like to see Chicharito? At home doing a Twitch stream, like just shut the fuck up and fade into nothingness. Like how much more juice do you think he's got left? Let's be honest. I've said it time and time again. I could see Chicharito be like a Pipi and Zagi. Where he's just, doesn't matter how old he is, that guy knows how to position himself to be at the right place at the right time. So he could continue to be a super sub for a couple more years. He can't, I don't think he can be a starter anymore unless he's playing in a, in a league that's like slower pace. Like he would still be a starter in Liga Mekis for sure. But he, his problem has always been he's only as good as his supporting cast. And if he doesn't have a supporting cast, he's going to be in an island. He's not going to be scoring goals. He's going to be complaining all the time, demanding the ball. And he's not that player, you know? He's not a player that can dribble past the whole defense. So he's going to rely heavily on the service that he gets. And I mean, you're... Your new kids are good, right? Like, kind of what you have going on in there, but are they going to be able to hold up 
to what Chicharito is demanding. And because let's be honest, there's a lot of reports about him being a freaking diva yep. in the locker rooms. 100%. So how are you going to be able to manage that at the same time being like, yo, bro, you are an aging player. And guess what, my bro? Your headline's not there anymore. <laughs> so, Herbal life. Bro, like, I don't know if it was you or where I saw it. And it's just like a, a simple tweet of like, Banda, no, no le entren al Herbal life. Yeah, and bro. It's just a picture of him and it's just so fucking Oh, hideous. dude, it's like, what? It's so hard. What happened, bro? Divorce happened. Like, now bro like you know what it ha- like you said divorce and him just rubbing his head going like how the fuck does this happen yeah no oh, it's kid. it's crazy to see that and well, you know i get it he's trying to he's trying to better himself he's trying to heal i'll be very upset and i'll be very offended if he does not return to chivas because it's like dude we are literally going to revive your career. If you come here, you will be a legend. Like, everybody always said, like, you leave as a hero, you come back a legend, right? And he promised that he would return to Chivas one day. It's 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 now or never, dude. Like, he has to come back. We, we need a striker. And I think Paunovic could get a lot out of him. I just don't know if he thinks, like, we're just not not that team anymore. Like, oh... I can't go to LA and then go back to Chivas. Like I, I don't know if he thinks he's still got one more in him as far as like going to like a, a team in Europe. And you always think you have one more in you, but every now and then you have to settle the reality of like, yo, I'm old and I'm washed. Like maybe coming back home isn't the worst of options. I I'm just curious to know. I would love to see what teams have offered him a, a job in Europe. I just, I'm I'm just curious, like who? I know he still has some some value in the Premier League, as crazy as that sounds. Interesting. Now, one of the one of the things that I've heard about this whole ordeal is the fact that Chivas has at least considered the possibility of a messy like package. What right? do you mean? Of like Stake ownership, like for who? Yeah, for Chicha. Oh shit! Right, like giving him that type of stuff. Like, hey, you know what? You get X percentage of shirt sales with your numbers. You get, you know, X, Y, and Z. But you also become now a brand ambassador in perpetuity. I don't know. Does he get along with uh, Amaudi? Wait, no, it's my club. No, it's my pinche chisme. That's just what I've heard. Because I know, I mean, I know he was tight with Vergara, you know, when Mexico won that under-17 World Cup in in Peru. He went with Vergara. Like, Vergara took him because, obviously, he didn't make the cut. So, he actually took him to to the final. Uh, so, I know he was tight with, with the dad, but I don't know if I'm Audi. I don't know. Maybe some, some jealousy because I think they're about the same age. Literally, what I was gonna say is like, "Yo, you try to take my father? <laughs> I'm gonna take your fucking career." It's like you are more of a son to me than my own son type of vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I know that's how uh, 
uh, Cesar Chavez feels about Canelo. It's like, yeah, dude, you've done more for boxing than my own son has. Like, <laughs> but, oh yeah, yeah. Well, bro, the the whole thing with his son is like a, a mess. Uh, like Chavez Chavez Junior is is like yeah. I mean, Hall, your dad pulled so many strings and tried so hard, but I'm yeah, sure there's videos of you doing coke on the ring. Like, I'm sure that uh, a Maori is a little disappointed, or not a Maori. Uh, Jorge is disappointed that his son didn't become like a professional soccer player. He's like, no, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a uh, film guy, camera guy. Like, what? yeah, like what, dude? He's like, yo, I bought this whole ass team for you to be a soccer player. And you rather play with lenses. <sighs> Saudi Arabia, man. I don't think anyone's gonna be able to compete with that kind of money. Um and I could see him just chasing the bag at this point. So I, I would not blame Chicharro if he picks Saudi Arabia over over any other offer. I'd be upset, but I, I get it, man. Chase the bag. You're divorced now, you gotta, you know child support i get it <laughs> but man players going to saudi arabia it's just like dude i'm not gonna watch that league like sorry i'm not i refuse to i know like fox uh picked it up so now you can watch those matches but dude i don't care about that shit i don't care about that league uh there's an interesting thing with leon so if those that forgot, because it's been a long, it's been, it's been a long year. Uh, Leon beat LAFC to get into the Club World Cup. That Club World Cup kicks off in December. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, from the 12th to the 22nd. Theoretically, if Leon continues uh, and they have a deep run in Ligia, they might have to postpone the final. I mean it's a it's a it's a big if. But that is interesting to to think about. Holy shit, dude. Well, yeah, and like which one's more important? And then also, don't they also get um qualification to the Big Boy Club World Cup in 2024? Uh, I'm not sure. I think they do. I think that was like the double whammy on this one. It was like, yo, not only do you get to do this one, you also get to do like the large format hmm. as well. Which the large format is what I'm really interested for, and I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Uh, Let's see. It's going to be in the USA 2025. The tournament is planned to be the first under an expanded format with 32 teams including the winners of the four previous continental championships. And so, yeah. And yes. So from our region, it's going to be Monterrey, Seattle Sounders and Leon. And then mm -hmm. the winner of next year's 2024 CONCACAF champions league. So well represented. 
Monterrey, León, and Seattle. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Mexico. Yeah. You know, because I have full confidence that we're going to win it again this coming year. We'll see. Kukakaf gets four slots the same as uh, Asia and Africa. But Comevol gets six. And UEFA gets 12. Goddamn. And it also says that CONCACAF gets one for being a host. How does that work? I have no idea. But they have to be, uh, it has the American flag, so it will be an American representing CONCACAF as a host. That's kind of bullshit, you know? I don't know. I get it, and, though. And it's surprise, surprise, enter Miami. <laughs> Would it be? Could it possibly be? Oh, no. Fucking plot twist, right? Like That's fucking funny. Who knows if Messi will still be here by that year? I think he will. Like, he, once again, he's a fucking part owner. Yeah. Like. I know that they're trying to in that team doing well. They're they're trying to find any way to get him involved in Libertadores, right? So that's like the next course of action is like can you make up some tournament where Comebol is invited to, which did you catch the Libertadores final? I did not, dude. I just caught I just caught the mommy about it afterwards. Oh. Refame me play. Mi papá la moto. Por boca. Por boca. Este, ¿cómo se llama? El, el, el señor con el hijo que... Mi hijo se ganó siete, siete becaturas oh, para el, el colegio. Y las gastamos todas para poder estar aquí. Para oh, ver a Boca ser campeón. Dude. Like, that was you, so bad. Yeah, you cashed out everything that you had for this. Bro, it's like, team, like cashed mm. out his scholarships to go to a fucking game. Unbelievable. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> now what? Yeah. What was the scoreline of that game? It was a great game, so Fluminense scored first. Herman Cano, which people mentioned was uh, in Liga Mekis. I think he was at Pachuca. So he scored a, to break things out, and I thought it was going to end that way. Fluminense were at home. They played in the Maracanao. And then Boca tied it up. And then they got into overtime, and John Kennedy scored in the 99th minute. And then he gets sent off. For celebrating with the fans, he like jumped into the stands, and he had a he already had a yellow card, so he got another yellow card for wasting time, and he got sent off. Um, but yeah, Fluminense won, and Marcelo, you know, gets to add another trophy to his cabinet, which is impressive. Yeah, and to think we might have been able to have one. <clears throat> And I'm, you know, I was looking at the game and I was like, you know, to be honest, dude, like, 
I don't see them playing at a higher level than Liga Mekis. Like I don't I don't see that that gap, you know? Like I would have loved to see uh how America or uh, Rayados would do in Libertadores right now, you know, a Tigres. Cuz I I feel like we could we could go toe to toe with these with these teams, especially Boca. Boca didn't really play well. It's like, damn, bro, this is the best that that uh South America can produce like I honestly think on a on any given Sunday, dude, we we could definitely compete with them toe to toe. Bro, I I shit you not. I think the exact same thing when I watch a couple of Champions League games. I'm like, yo, these guys aren't that good. Like, yeah, you have the Bayern, you have the Inter, you have those guys, and then you have everybody else, and it's like. I'm sure America can compete in there. Like, maybe a well-oiled Leon when Nacho Ambris was taking care of it. They could have played in there. Those teams are the ones that I'm like, they're not that great. You know, they're not, they're not unbeatable. That's why the storyline of, like, what happened with Bayern in their domestic league is so beautiful. A team from what the fourth division? Uh yeah, Something fourth like or that. third. It was like stupid low, knocked them out. Yeah, and it was just like how, what, why? No one expected it, but yet we're all here for it. Yeah, they were eliminated from the German Cup in the second round after a two to one loss to the third division. Saarbrücken. Third division. Dude, no one that like that day alone was a fucking miracle. Like no third division, thought. bro. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. I, I like I wanna have that in Liga Mekis. You know, we had Copa Mekis. Like I would love to see the Liga de Expansion play against like our teams. Yes. They need to bring yes. that back, dude. Yes. Like I enjoyed watching Copa Mekis because you know that you were seeing the reserves play. You got to see some fresh fresh legs out there, you know? You got to see that. You got to see the way a, a two-team system can operate. And then when teams start performing well, you, you, they started to switch them out. And the best thing was it gave you... I'll, I'll fucking say it, quality football to watch during the week, right? Yeah. Football that we cared about. That was like, hey, ¿sabes qué? Mira, pinche corre caminos contra Cruz Azul, güey. <laughs> like, no mames. There's a small chance that corre caminos might win this one. Or pinche dorados contra Celaya. But it's on prime time. So it's like, okay, I'm going to watch that. Like, why not? You know, Diablos Rojos versus fucking Leones Negros. And you're like, wait, yeah. I saw this as a kid in Primera División. I was like, mijo, sabes pedo. <laughs> yeah, I you know. I want to see, like, Atlante. I want to see Morelia. You know, the teams that are just, like, stuck in Liga de Expansión. Mm-hmm. Have like, their day in the uh, sun. Imagine Mazatlan versus Morelia, bro. I would, pff, I would love to see that. Just 
It's ectoplasm. It's ectoplasm. Yeah. Like a Tecos versus Chivas, uh, Leones Negros versus Chivas. You know, have that rivalry. Ooh, bro, to see a Tecos versus Chivas again. Yeah. Bro, you just took me back to like watching Meteorito on Canal Cinco. <laughs> and then the commercials. Bro, Tecos was such a hot shit team. And it wasn't even Canal Cinco because they had an exclusivity contact contract with um TV Azteca. So it was Channel 13. Yeah, I, I just remember, you know, watching Lillingston and fucking Pony and fucking Bofo, Loco, Abreu. I mean, do these all these guys play for, for Tecos, dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, Navia, you had... Uh, you had the uh, fucking owner's kid. How, he, he was a starter, too. Leano. Trash. <laughs> Trash. But he was the owner's kid, you know? He had to play every single game. See, stories he only get in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, one of my, favorite, one of my favorite highlights of against Decos was um, Chivas were losing. Uh, they were, I think they were losing like 2-1. to one. And then Chicharito came in and scored uh, two goals and an assist to to turn the game on its head. It was it was one of my favorite highlights. And that was against mm-hmm. Tecos. And that was against Tecos. Like that's that's the way it works. Oh man, mine was Checo winning the. It was the away match of the, um, what was it, like, I want to say it was 20, 2014, maybe 2015, um, CONCACAF Champions League. That was, that was just a beautiful moment. And then during that time, it was because they were also fighting. So, it, dude, that was a wild time. Because they were doing Copa MX, they're doing regular regular season, and they had the Concacaf um, champions, the Concacaf champions. So you had three tournaments going on at the same time. Yep. So therefore, you were having your players constantly rotating, and you, you know, you were forced to have a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Versus now, man, it's. I'm not gonna lie, it just kinda seems lazy. Well, right? it's like, like we don't even have anything else to fill that gap. You know, it's like we have fucking leagues cup. And it's not even being played during the week. It was we were forced to take a month off to to deal with that bullshit. Like, I got nothing against Leagues Cup, but sprinkle it throughout the season. Don't do it in one month. Like it's not a World Cup. It doesn't deserve its own month. Just do it during the regular season. Exactly. Like I, I saw the potential behind it, and then I saw the execution, and those were two completely separate things. And it's just like, what the fuck were you doing? Guys? Like, imagine Messi having to go to play against Cruz Azul in in Mexico. What a what a wonderful Oof. opportunity that would have been. I I shit you not, and like we all know how big El Azteca is. I think it would have sold out. Oh, hundred percent, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, I think Elastic, I would have sold out and 
not for the first time, but like one of the few times would a Mexican team play as the visitor at home. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I think so. I do. No, my man is way. Messi? Ooh. You think Messi yeah, has like, that effect? I think Messi has that effect. Yes. Wow. You'd see a that lot of pink jerseys out there? Dick riders. Dude, you would see a sea of pink. Yeah, when he went to Miami, I went to La Pulga in San Jose, uh, and it, nothing but pink jerseys everywhere. And then, you know, all the puestos, they were selling the message. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, he's that big of a deal? Like, I don't know. He's that big of a deal, man. Like, I should you not, I had been wanting a Miami FC kit for the last couple of years just because I really like, you know, that powder pink and black and then the black with the pink mix and all that. Mm. And I was always on the fence about it. And then Messi arrived and I was like, I'm never getting one. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> like, I'm never going to have one. Sechingol. Like, the crest is actually kind of, it's, the crest is actually kind of fresh. Right? The two flamingos. Like, I, I love, like, the design and certain things that happened. But then they had to bring him. Mm. And it's like, wow, guys. Yeah. You you went for the easy route. All right. Well, look, we're hour and a half in. I want to like go through these play-ins real quick just to get your predictions and see if we land on the same page and then predict how these, uh, these other matches are going to go. Starting with Mazatlan and Santos, who you got for that match? I got Santos. You got Santos? Yeah. I don't have any faith in Mazatlan, bro. Santos have, let's see, a win, a loss, a win, a loss, a win. Okay. Mazatlan has won four out of their last five. So going into this, man, they have they have the momentum. You know what, man? I'm shooting from the hips. I'm not using a condom. <laughs> when I have sex and I'm just like fucking nutting and I'm standing by my statement, I think Santos can do it. Let me see. I'm trying to see their head to head this season. <clears throat> uh, where is it? So, not even that long ago, uh, November first. Mazatlan beats Santos three one. So I'm going with I'm going with Mazatlan for this one. See, bro, facts are like condoms of life. They just take the joy away of things. <laughs> All right, the other one, San Luis León. I'm gonna say San Luis. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing things that Leon isn't really functioning the way it's supposed to. And the fans are upset. Oh. Yeah, just just because the team isn't working, just it you know, no está carburando, no está funcionando, like que chingas estamos haciendo. Alright, we're having to play this shitty play in. Like, where do we go wrong? And it's like, well, welcome to the Liga. 
you know, I'm going for Leon just because of how shitty San Luis is doing right now. And Larcamon has done a great job, right? They won the Champions League. They have great players. So I, I'm going to go with Leon against against uh, San Luis here. You know what? That's probably the rational option. And probably what's going to earn you some money. But <laughs> the one that's going to make you feel like, dude, your dick is 10 feet long is the San Luis upset. And you're yelling at your TV and your wife is like, don't give a fuck about this team. Yeah, but I was right. I was right. That's what you don't understand. So they have like Vinas and Diente Lopez, right? They have they have some hairs. Yeah. yeah, they do. They got um uh Fidel Ambris, who I'm I'm excited about. Young defensive midfielder. I'll say good talent. Very good talent. Yeah, I would like to have Matt Chivas. Um and they have a really good goalkeeper in the back, you know, with with Cota, so I think Larcamon, the only question is, do you sandbag it for resting the team and getting them prepared for the Club World Cup, right? So that's that's the that's the always thing. And here's the thing. So, Leon, all right, so you got San Luis, I got Leon. The loser of that match still gets a chance, and they'll play the winner of Mazatlan San Luis, uh, Santos. Yeah, and I, dude, I fucking hate that. Like, that's that's the dumbest shit ever. Like, <laughs> at that point, why don't we just fucking copy MLS and go through to a three-game format? Yeah. You know, like, why don't we just go like, oh, hey, you know what? Let's play the first two games. Let's play the first game. You win. Cool. We go to my house. I win. We'll play a third game. It's like, what the fuck do you mean we'll play a third game? Yeah. Like, no, dude, this has already been decided. Like, I shit you not, close it off at 10 teams. 10 teams, that's all you need. That is all you fucking need. You want to make it more or less? Make it fucking eight teams. And there you go. Like, there's no need for us to have a play-in, especially because of the things that we that we talked about earlier today. The gap between when the regular season ends, when everything else in the FIFA calendar lands, and then just choosing to change the format. Yeah. So let's take this a step further. You're saying San Luis beats Leon. San Luis would play Rayados in that two versus seven matchup. Hey, man, I'm not convinced that Rayados are. I mean, I know that they have a great team, but they've had a lot of injuries this season. And I don't know if like the extra time off is going to help them. Um, But do you see. Rayados losing their their Liga match against either Leon or, or San Luis? I don't, but they did suffer some injuries again this past weekend. So mm -hmm. that's something that's definitely going to affect them. Yeah, that's actually the only match that I watched the this weekend. I put my money on that match having a lot of goals and 
And unfortunately, they decided to use like their bench. So they had a lot of players that um, I don't know if they were necessarily like starters. Um, like they had this dude named Avila Vega, number 203. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I, I know he's definitely not like a typical starter for Rayados, but he got to start today or that day. Um, but like Poncho Gonzalez, oh no, Poncho, what's his name? Poncho, he got injured. So, yeah. He like got his ankle uh, messed up that game. And God damn. I don't know, dude. It's just they've been plagued with injuries. Like their, their big signing, Canales, right? He's, he's done for the season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this this team has, like, everything for the taking. They obviously ended up in second place this season. But me, I got my money on, like, Leon. And, and I got my money on Leon upsetting Rayados. I can see that happening. Really? Yeah, I could see. Rayados is always that team, bro. You just, you just never know, bro. Like, they're like Hyde and Jekyll, bro. You just, you just never know. Mm-hmm. And come out of nowhere and just like, rah, we're here. I'm interested. What else we got? Uh, We got, so, out of the um, Santos Mazatlan, like, let's say, let's say Santos win. They play the loser over here on that bracket. So, they'd be like a San Luis or Leon. Um, just to make things easier, America would play the like a Santos or a Mazatlan, I don't. I don't think either team would be able to beat America. What do you think? I don't think so. I don't think they'd be able to beat them. Like, bro. Well, well, what what happened with Chivas last time? Right, you had all these points and super leaders and quién sabe qué. ¿Y para qué sirvieron? Para irse a chingar a su madre. <laughs> And so that's that's my only concern. But the way America has been functioning and working, I think that wait, I don't, I don't think they can lose it this year. America, yeah, yeah. Have they been leaps and bounds from any all the other clubs you've seen this season? Because I, I don't know. Like they win games, they have forty points, but I'm like. Ah. Something about him, I'm just not convinced. That's called being a hater, and it's okay. No, I, I like it. to give. I give. I'll give my flowers to a team that you see is like head and shoulders above everybody else. But I don't think America has been head and shoulders above everybody else. Why? What? What doesn't set them apart for you? I don't know, man. I I, I think like when it comes down to the wire mentally i don't think they have what it takes to win a championship this season i think it's just that it's too big to fail now they're there's it's like the spotlight's too bright for them they this is like the perfect script right like you guys are the number one team in the league you had the most points you got the best squad right i just feel like they're gonna find some way to fuck this up i don't know man i'm I'm gonna be honest with you, kinda of like we talked about it earlier. It's I think they finally learned their lesson. Right? They they finally got hit in the mouth enough times. 
to learn. And now the big question is to see whether or not um, Jardine can actually take them to that next level. Hmm. You know, because one of the big things was, and, and we saw it with, with Tano, the team literally fucking quit on him. Oh, yeah. Dude. You know, they were down in the sides crying when there's still enough time where, you know, your coach, well, también, he wasn't really, like, out there pressing them. But at the same time, it's like, yo, your team still has time. You still have another, I think there was, like, another 10, 15 minutes left on the clock. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, cabrones, agarrense los huevos. But guess what? That didn't happen. So I I do think that they have been much better than the play than the teams around them, and that there has been enough improvement. I don't want to say psychologically, but mentally, for for it to be okay. But at the same time, I'm just talking on my ass, so who the fuck knows and who cares? Right? I just that's what I see and that's what I I hope is within them. And if that's the key that has changed and happened, we will see them be better. And be that America that, you know, everyone hates. Mm. I think my issue with America is the, like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, momentum, right? You've basically beaten everything that's in, that's been in your path for the last, you know, couple months. Now we're going to have three weeks of inactivity, right? You got the, the break for nations league. Then you got to wait for the play in. Then it's your time to shine. And the team that you're going to be facing is going to have that energy and that that momentum going in their favor, right? You look at a, you know, let's say uh let's say Santos, right? Let's say it ends up being Santos. They had to beat Mazatlan to get there. They had to beat the winner the loser of of the Leon San Luis matchup. So they got two tune-up matches to go against America. And I, and and you know, you're two for two. Now you're going into this and no one has any expectations for you. Like these guys are the super leaders like Fucking go out there, you know, no one's expecting anything out of you. You got nothing to lose. Bam. And that's where the upset happens. So that that's my like perception of, of this going into the into the league. Yeah. I think that could 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 be what happens. The only thing America has going for them is the draw. They get the draw. If it goes to, if they tie, they, they get to pass to the next round. And that's the biggest thing, bro. They pretty much have a guaranteed way through. Right? So all they have to do is draw. They have Igor Lipnochki, which is which who, who is pretty good. Yeah. Right? And will be able to keep it nailed out the back unless when he does stupid mistakes. But at the same time, we all do that. So we don't try to blame him too hard. All right. Pumas... Chivas, who you got for this matchup? See, here's the thing. I don't care, but I want you guys to get hope just to watch you crash. 
So just because of that, I'm going to say Pumas. Just that way it hurts a little bit more. Okay, so you got Pumas. Okay. I got Pumas. I got Pumas too, man. Uh, I'm being completely honest. I don't see us beating beating them in 180 minutes. I can see us tying. I can see us tying. I don't see us winning. A tie benefits you guys, right? No. They finished in fifth, uh, and Pumas finished in fourth. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, we, that's the we, tightest we, one right We there. dug our grave when we missed that PK. To me, that mm-hmm. was the end of the season right there. That's why it was so important for you guys. Okay, because I kept seeing the replay, and I was like, well, how much hinged off of this? Is it more like just the beauty of Alexis missing and then being called borracho by the entire <laughs> stadium or like what's going on? Turns out both. I think Chino's going to ball out. Um, The first game is going to be in, in El Acron, right? So I could see us maybe getting a draw home, maybe, maybe a, cl- a close victory, maybe like a one zero or a two one. Or I could I could even see it be like a you know a two two something like that, but then you gotta go to you gotta go to play on the road and I don't know man I just don't think Chivas have the the goals to uh, especially if 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 you know Pavlovich has already poisoned the well with with allowing him to take the PK with with reincorporating him into the team you poisoned the well dude you you fucked up man like yeah. you you gave in. The team again st- statistically has played better without him than with him. I would have just kept do- kept doing that, and now you're you have a conundrum. You have this dilemma now. It's like, well, you reincorporated him back into the team. Now you have to stand by your decision. You can't just like leave him on the bench anymore. Now you have to start him. You got three weeks to to get everything your your ducks in a row. But I I just think like. Chemically, this team is not gelling right now, and uh, I, I I expect them to to lose against Pumas. Um, yeah, like come on, bro. When Piojo is your best player, your team's fucking up. Yeah, Tigres and Puebla. This one is exciting for me. How so? Like, bro, this is like the easiest one out there. <laughs> well, for Puebla, you mean, or what? <laughs> you got jokes. Wait, Tigres va a meter la and teach him what's up. <laughs> uh, how dare you diss the Camote power, man? I don't think the Camote power is that powerful. Hey, man, it's a superfood. They played each other the first week of La Jornada, uh, like first Jornada of the season, and they tied 1-1, so can't really go off of that. But, no, yeah, it's it's going to be it's gonna be Tigres. Uh, but I think it's going to be entertaining. It might be. It could be. But, look, I'm going to say it's going to be entertaining until the fifth. 56th and then Tigres is going to run away with it. Okay. 
That's fair. Like at the 56, like ahí es cuando van a empezar a llover goles y les van a caer dos on top of the one that they already had. So at that point, they'll go up like 3-1. And then we'll see about the rest. But that's, I just that's know that there's going to be a lot of, of goals. Game. There's going to be a lot of goals, and I'm looking forward to that matchup. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably going to be like the best one of the league. Yeah. So we got our, I guess, our eight teams. Um, if we take it a step further, so let's say America beats... Uh, you know, whoever the, whoever ends up being finishing in eighth, let's say Pumas win, let's say Tigres win, let's say Rayados win. So we would get a obviously a Clásico del Norte. It would be a, a Tigres versus Rayados, and then it would be a America versus Puma Pumas on the other side. Bro, that would be. Like the third time that we get the Clásico del Norte this year, or at least this season, we had it in least Cup, we had it regular season, and now we're gonna have it again mm-hmm. in La Liga. So wait, no mames. La la cosa de que los grandes son América con sus Chivas y Pumas. <laughs> you have to make room for one of them. And so, hopefully, fucking uh, Pumas can win a title and finally shake off the curse. And now we can all start looking at, what is it, at America, like the Brokey? Because when was the last time you guys had yours? Uh, We won in 2017. I think. I think it's been longer since America got their last one. I wish Ricardo was here, but it's puto, so no puede venir. Now we got some people on the Twitter Spaces. If you guys want to speak up, throw your predictions. I'm all for it. Uh, as far as the head-to-head goes, uh, Tigres have the last. Uh, I guess like the upper hand going into this, they won three-zero. In their last match. You know, I think uh, I, I might have to agree with uh, Disco Fever. He says that the final is going to be America versus versus Tigres. Yeah, that's the one everybody knows. It's it's going to be right America Tigres. It's it's what we all want to see because the rivalry between Los Regios and Los de la Capital is starting to get good starting to get very heated and most of all it's starting to actually give us something to talk about well you know you would like to see you know with everyone complaining about Ligia and how how are you going to allow a team that has you know a 22 point gap between first and 10th like how are you going to even allow them a shot at the title so it would be refreshing to see the two best teams in the league face each other in the final. I mean, on paper, technically that's Rayados. They they finished with, with you know in second place. Tigres finished in third. But you would like to see a final where where it's like that, right? It's like the, the two best teams that were the most consistent throughout the regular season face each other in the final. 
But um, I don't know, man. I I I would like to see an upset. And have what? I would like to see Pum- I would like to see Pumas in the final. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Turco. Okay. So Pumas America? No, it would be Pumas um, eliminating America. And then it would be like a Pumas versus either a Tigres or Rayados. Alright. Yeah. Right. I, could... I would do a Pumas versus Tigres. The felines. Yeah, I was saying like that would be a really good one. But you know, so we'll see, man. I feel like these things never end up turning out the way people predicted. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of Le- that's the beauty of Liga Mekis. That's the that's the beauty of Liga, dude. It's just it's anyone's fucking game at this point. Three weeks of having a break. It's any it, everyone's even at this point. Whatever that's exactly it. Whatever no. edge you had over all these other teams in the regular season, pff, throw that out the God. window. The teams that have the most momentum going into this Liga is going to be the ones that are going in the play-in. They got a couple of games to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been saying it for a long time. Like, I don't like the fact that there's a bye week in soccer. I think it negatively impacts the the teams that have been awarded said bye, bye week. For sure. Hey man, now we'll... very quickly, do you Go think ahead. Mexico wins against Honduras? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh they have to. It's not even a matter of like what you think. I think it's just like they have to win. They have to beat Honduras. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, guess who's not going to Copa America next year? Bom, 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 bom. There is just too much riding on this match, and I think Mexico have what it takes. From what I've seen, right? Like Honduras isn't the same Honduras that we've feared in the past and they should handle business all right i'm on the same bet i am just very very interested to see what the tactical lineup is going to be for these next games and how it is that jamie's going to make it work with all of the talent that he has i'm looking forward to quinones's debut man same same bro like, I'm dead ass gonna order on over the air antenna just so that I can watch this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, you have Jamaica versus Canada, USA versus United Tobago, and Costa Rica versus Panama. Uh, these matches start on Thursday, so um, USA Trinidad on Thursday, and then Mexico will play on Friday at 6 p.m. So now I know what I'm doing Friday night. Hell yeah. Getting drunk? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. A week before Thanksgiving, you know, get to relax a little bit. So Friday. But I am disappointed that we're not going to have any Liga Mekis over the weekend. Super disappointed, man. Like, it's, it's always the saddest times, like... There's no Libertadores. There's nothing really happening anywhere else. And just Liga does me dirty like this. For a fucking FIFA break. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Eh. All bad. 
got any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Thanks for hopping on today, Abdias. Not a problem, bro. Absolute pleasure being on. Closing thoughts is, I'll say it this time, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again. Liga MX should go to a long format. It would be much more beneficial, much more entertaining, where we could even still host a Liga. Or, hey, you know what? Maybe the top 12 teams actually does become more viable now. You know, this this little format that you have, it, it becomes a little bit more interesting because the teams have actually sacrificed. Then there's been some movement up and down the league, and shit has happened. That would make it a lot more interesting. The bye week is una mamada. And pretty soon, we're going to be taking old-school MLS-style penalty kicks just because of views and ratings. Okay. I like it. I think um, at the end of the day, it's going to be money, right? And that's the problem. What about coach? You guys have uh, anyone in mind, or like who's 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 coaching Cruz Azul right now, dude? Oh yeah, it's, he's already been named. I don't. Hold on, give me a second. I'll get you the guy's name right now. Uh, but yeah, he's already been named. It's um, it's a done deal. They're they're coming in. It's a former Argent. It's an Argentinian coach. So we're gonna be seeing what happens on that. Um, hold on. Martin Anselmi? Yep. Yo también. I, I have no idea who the guy is. This is all like news that came out a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, Ivan Alonso como nuevo director deportivo y Martin Anselmi como nuevo director técnico. Wow. ¿Quiénes son? ¿Qué han hecho? No sé, güey. Like, that's, you know, did you guys see pictures of how empty the Azteca was for the Cruz Azul match? <laughs> yeah, that's how much I've been following them. It's just like, dude, you got rid of Tuca. You, you already shit the bed. Like, you have done nothing right. Like, there's there's an old video of, um, what is it, La Señora Cruz Azul. And it's it's a lady after the America. No, no, no. After the Pumas remontada outside of the stadium shouting and crying about how the players know Alemberga. <laughs> they don't deserve our support. This X, Y, and Z. And I've come around to where I, I identify with that lady now. Mm. So and it's like, yo, you know what? I I have family events. I have all of these things. I'm not going to go out of my way to try to watch a game for a team who isn't even living up to the name. Not even the history at this point, just the name. So that's my closing thought for the season, I guess. Just disappointment and heartbreak, but this is Cruz Azul, and we do it every fucking season. Yeah, and we'll see what happens next season. It's just, bro, I've said it before. It's like the calls coming from within. Cruz Azul knows how to just be self-destructive. And it keeps happening. 
Yeah, dude. I trust me. It's been uh, the theme of of Chivas this season. This <laughs> this season. Um, closing thoughts for me. Not really looking to looking forward to Ligia. For me, our fate has was sealed when Bonovic allowed Alexis Vega to take that PK. Um, that that pretty much was the wrap up for the season. And you know, it's three three weeks away from from seeing that. So. I'm looking forward to seeing Quinones' debut on the national team. As far as announcements, uh, we do have our, our merch store on cantinamekis.com. I, I ordered myself a hat. I love it. The stitching is on there. It's it's great quality, so definitely check it out on our website, cantinamekis.com. And uh, on the topic of merch, I know that some images were... Uh, leaked today and and it's on adidas's website you know the new throwback collection of mexico don't do it don't fall for it guys i know we talk about the boycott and being upset about just remember this was the same country that did not get past the group stage a year ago so for all those people listening Instead of spending Way. all instead of spending all your money on the, on the 70s collection, spend some money on Cantina Mekis. We're guaranteed to give you to deliver on the goods every single week. <laughs> sí, güey, pero somos un montón de pinches prietos. <laughs> Have you seen that picture of Santi? <laughs> like, whew. that's not gonna be that you though. That poster alone is gonna be selling everything. He he looks good in burgundy, but morenitos do not. So, <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Well, hey, thank you for hopping on tonight. Thank you for all the listeners on, on YouTube and on Twitter spaces. We appreciate y'all and uh, looking forward to this match on Friday. Maybe we might we might stream it after uh, in, depending on the results. Uh, but if not, uh, just stay uh, on our Twitter page. We'll we'll uh, let you know when our next podcast is podcast is uh but catch you guys the next one hope you guys have a great uh great week and we'll see you soon ciao